Title. You want a title? You taking notes? The Way of Patience. Interesting how we, when we're young in the Lord, we say, Lord, give me patience. He's given you patience. You can't do it in yourself, but he's given you just like, I mean, all the gifts, all the, all the, all the fruit of the Spirit, and one of those is patience, is already inside of you. Let me give you a definition of patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Let me read that again. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Let me read that again. Listen to what it says. The word patience. The capacity, that's me or you, to be able to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Everybody here can do it. Everybody here can allow the Holy Spirit to do it through you. Everybody here can come to that place of recognizing I've got to live there. See, we've got to be able, no matter what the situation or circumstance is going on in your life, I don't care what it is, we've got to be able to walk in peace through that situation. Everybody hearing me tonight, if you'll listen to me tonight, this is probably one of the most important messages that I'll bring forth because there's nothing worse than living in turmoil and worry and, and all that goes with it when you're not getting what you want to get because that's all patience is affecting. You have a plan and it's not coming when you want it to. You have a plan and it's not coming when you want it to. God uses everything that's going on in your life. I don't care what's going on. He doesn't put the trouble on us. He doesn't put the problems on us. I mean, we're going through a season now in America, and I think it's probably across the world has been going on forever, where there's not enough supply for the demand. So everybody's waiting on everything. I mean, even Amazon's slow now. It doesn't make any difference what it is. So we're in that area of life where we want it. That's no different than now getting gas. I mean, you cross over the river to get gas over here, and you're, you're two and three deep standing in line waiting to get gas, and we're so impatient. Well, why are you impatient? Let me read it again. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay or trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Anytime you're in a traffic jam, I don't care, folks. God has got something better on the other side of the traffic jam. He has a purpose and a reason. He, see, he, he already knows when you go through Atlanta that it's a moving parking lot. You even know that. But yet, we'll, we'll run into that situation where you can, see, you can see six lanes of traffic down through there, and everybody is just moving like you're moving, hardly at all. And you get up tight, and you get, what good is it? Can God not take care of that if he needed to? The Bible says he'll never put anything on you that he hasn't prepared for you to walk through. So anything that's not happening for you, 
there's a reason for that. And God may not have done it, but he already knew it, so he's using it. Remember that. Whatever you go through, if you go through suffering, if you go through sickness, if you go through disease, God already knew it. He didn't make it, but he already knew it. And he's using that to make us more mature on the other side of what you're going to get through because he said you will every time. So we've got to come to a place of understanding he has got everything in our life. We either get upset with people most of the time when patience is at wit end. How many times when our kids were little, and maybe you still got kids that are little, that you absolutely was going to lose your mind and you had to get outside or you had to get away or you just couldn't take it anymore? Well, what's your problem? You're not giving it to God. And then what happens even, because you don't get what you want, you get upset with God. When somebody dies in the family, you get mad at God because somebody died. That's because you don't have patience, or you have patience, but you don't know the patience that you've got. And we've got to come to this place of recognizing, see, do we love God because he's God, or do we do it because, or do we, do we love God because we get what we ask for? I mean, everything's good if everything goes good. If my gas tank seems full, I'm just pumped and excited. But when it gets empty, I don't like it. Well, it's the same in everyday life. When things aren't going your way, you get mad at God because you ask God to fix it. So instead of loving God for who God is, you're loving God because you want him to perform for you. It happens all the time. It shouldn't happen ever. No matter what you're walking through. I don't care what it is, folks. I, I, I'm not going to apologize because I talk to Chris every day and I'm telling you what, blowing our minds. He met with a man today, 72 years old. Did not understand. He'd been to church, but didn't. He, first thing Chris asked, I think they've met two, two or three times. The first thing Chris asked today was, how you doing uh, with forgiveness? And the tears just started running. And he said, how could God forgive me for what I did? And how can God forgive me for all the things I did in my past? And every time I do something wrong, I'm, I'm asking God to forgive me. Had no understanding of grace. So Chris, the, the anointing just came upon Chris and he just started. I, I, I've waited and I've waited. This guy said, I've waited and I've waited and I've waited for God to, to feel that God just took care of this. And Chris said, just real simply, when Jesus died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, where were you at? The guy leaned back like he was trying to figure it out. He said, this is not a trick question. Where were you at? Well, I wasn't even here yet. He said, exactly. So he went through that process with him. And he said, now listen, God died for your sins. God died for your mistakes. God died for the thing that you've repented of. All you have to do is receive that, and it's over. He's not looking at you as a sinner and corrupt because we're all sinners and corrupt. And explain to him. But we... We think, we put God in a box, and we get to where if something doesn't happen like we want, we lose our patience, and we think it's not happening. God's already taken care of everything for you and I. So why are we getting excited about anything? If something doesn't come along like we had planned, or something doesn't come along that you've asked God for, it's not time for you to have it. 
And if you don't get something you've been believing for, God, I promise you, according to Scripture, he's got something better. Well, I've been believing for this house. I've been believing for this house. And then somebody borrowed out from under me. I've been believing for this job. I've been believing for this job. Are you believing? What is your faith? Your faith is not in believing for things. You, you, you treat it like a tool. I believe, I believe, I believe. And then you, you get impatient because you don't get. Faith is trusting him no matter what you get. But he says he'll give me whatever I ask. And he will. But it's his timing, not yours. So what we do, we believe for something. And I, I, I think back about the money we needed for the new building. And we were all believing for $100,000. For some out there sitting in the congregation, they were all just kind of, oh, yeah, sure. Well, I was believing for it because I knew we couldn't move on because he had already told the leadership, no, don't borrow any money, and I'll build it. So we were believing. See, that's not how long did it take? It took a while. But there was no impatience in it. We knew God would supply. And you all know the story. Joyce Meyer Ministry wrote us a check for $100,000. I'll never forget when I come in, when it come in the mail. I mean, I, here it was. I was believing for it, but I couldn't believe it. But see, that's, we're not... We're not disappointed if it never would have come. I'm still believing for another $100,000 from, from the southeast and the west, and I'm believing for $1 million one-time gift to come into this place so we can fix everything that's broke. Well, what if you don't get it? What if I do? But I'm not going to get in a stew if it don't come. He's always met our needs, and he always will meet our needs. Why? Because that's what the Word says. So I have to be at a place in my position to trust God, be wise with His finances, and know what it takes every month to run this place and turn on these silly lights. But I, I'm, not in, I'm not in works with it. I'm not doing things to get it. I'm just trusting Him and knowing He's going to do it. And if you're, if you're off in the side of performing all the time to get God to do something, or even get people to do something, you're in the wrong boat. Because God's got it. Well, I need it right now. No, you need it when he thinks you need it. And you don't need it before, and you don't need it after. You need it when he says it's coming, and he'll bring it. Guaranteed. It's always that way. Sometimes, sometimes we, we, we get to that place of not understanding that faith is just trusting in him. Period. My love for, that, my love for him has changed so much through the years that it used to be when the faith movement was, my, my thing was, I believe, I believe, I believe, and I, I just, oh, I believe, and I believe, and I'd get up every morning, and I'd have my list of things I'm believing for, and it's good to confess those things, but it's not good to do it thinking that the more I do it, the quicker it's going to get here, because it won't, because he knows my heart. He follows my heart. He knew the heart of this 72-year-old man that now is transformed because he got saved in the midst of the thing today. He's totally turned around. Why did he, the man said, if I would have heard this 30 years ago, I would never be where I'm at. Because he walked in condemnation, everything in his life. So that led him into the things that he didn't want to do, but we do what we're told we can't do. It's just the way it works. But what a change. He, he waited 30 years and didn't even know he was waiting. 30 years. Chris has been in for 13 years just to tell that man where he's at in Christ. 
a number of men now. It's, a, it's been an amazing accomplishment. And we are just so at peace with where he's at and what's going on in his life and everything. He's just elated. Well, but, but he's been, he, isn't he waiting to get out? Of course he is. But he is at that place of, God, I trust you. I know what took place. You know what took place. I'm resting, and he's resting just like we have to rest in everything that's going on in our life. I don't care what it is. We have to come to that place. Faith is trusting him, coming to that place of knowing. James 1, 1, 4 says, let patience have its perfect work. I love this. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. What's that telling us? That patience is one of the things that builds you and makes you who you are. I don't care what you're going through. God is going to. I love that. I love that part of God. I love all of God. But I love that part that what I'm walking through in my life, which is trash, which I don't like, which is emotional, which is crying out to God to get the right direction, crying out to get wisdom, crying out for the things... All the while I'm crying out, I still know that he is giving me what I need when I need it at the exact time. It took place a day. John knows the situation I was talking about. It was like, what do I do with this? This situation, if it's handled wrong, will cause devastation in the body. But through channels... I got exactly, and when I got the wisdom, it was like, yeah. Well, guess what? I didn't like what I went through, but yet the answer took care of all that. You hear, you hear me? Jim, I need to talk to you before you leave. That surprised you all, didn't it? This, what, this wasn't about, this, but I just didn't think he was here, and I need to talk to you. Interrupt this program for a special bullet. Jim, I need to talk to you. We've got to be at the place. Listen, we've got to be at the place. I've been patient to get a hold of him. And I knew when I see him, I needed to tell him so I wouldn't have to be impatient. Come on. I'm just like you guys. When we want something, we want it. I mean, we're self-centered, selfish. All of you, listen, everybody here, we're all. You say, I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. The Bible says you are. It didn't say the outsiders are going to become selfish. It said we are. Tell me we're not. Look what we watch on TV. It makes us that way. But we have to combat that. And we have to come, and we have to recognize that patience is part of that that keeps you from being selfish because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about me serving you. It's about you serving me. It's about you serving somebody else. It's about you giving your time and, your, and being patient with everything. Everybody here... I love you all, but we're all messed up. We are. I mean, I, in Christ, I'm perfect. In Christ, you're perfect. But in my flesh that still dominates a lot of my life, I'm a mess. So if we can understand that with each other and be patient with each other, then we can get along with each other and let God do the work. We had another situation come up. Jen has got... I can't even tell you the garbage now that she has to deal with to make decisions on just little kids. And we had another situation come up that we talked about today that was like, what do I do with this? 
And we had feedback back and forth, back and forth. And then God once again did the same thing. It was like, Lord, what do we do? Do we just keep this little one from going? Do, what, what do we do? We wait on God. We trust God. We know that even in the midst of this craziness that's going on, folks, society's falling apart. And our little kids that are coming out of, of, of crazy homes, are, don't, they, don't, they don't know any different than what's going on. They're, they're ra- the communist people have raised communist kids. And I could go on with all the groups. All the groups. They, when you're this little and you're told, that's, if you're told black is white, you believe it. But we've got to be patient with, you know, I think most of all, we've got to be patient with each other. And we've got to love each other no matter how stupid we all are. And recognize that God's gonna, God is going to straighten Kevin up. It'll be a work. You know, you know I love you. Think about, I've only got a few minutes and the hot dogs are going to be calling. Look at Joseph's life. Daddy loved him more than anybody. Daddy made him a special coat. Brothers all got jealous. Brothers threw him in a well to die. Reuben was the only one that was trying to save the situation, but it was too late. He was gone. He got sold to a, a caravan that was going by. He became a slave. He got in with, was it Potiphar? Potiphar's, the, Potiphar was the king. Potiphar's wife hit on Joseph. Joseph had enough morals to say, no, 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 I'm not going here. But he got accused of it. You know how it is. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. Went to prison for years after years for, for something he did not do. Had dreams when he was young that he was going to be over everybody. And then had dreams, interpreted dreams to the king. And then he had a guy that got out of prison but never remembered him. The list goes on and on. And all the while, what was he? Patient. Walked in forgiveness. Trusted God. That's the bottom line. Walking in something he did not do. Walking in all that took place. And then finally at the very end of the story. Go in Genesis and read it. It's a fabulous story. In the very end, he was in charge of everything. And his brothers who killed him basically, wanted to kill him basically, came to get food to keep them. And he forgave them when he seen them. And took care of them and brought them in. All because of trusting God. All because of trusting God. Another one real quick. David. Anointed as a young child to be the king. Then as he grew up, had to wait on Saul to do his crazy games. And then Saul had the entire army after him. And then David even went in and and cut the hem of his garment off. And then repented before God for doing that. Why? Because he trusted God. God. Whatever took place in his life, he trusted God. We're so bad at criticizing other people's lives and their ways because you're not patient enough to stay out of their affairs. And you like to gossip more. That's all part of you wanting it your way, and that's all part of impatience. Because if everybody was as nice as you, this would be a great world. Gag city. Could you imagine a hundred like me? Well, you'd all be nuts. I'm patient. 
We've got to be patient towards somebody else that we like. We've got to be patient for our friends. We've got to be patient listening to them talk. Those that just talk, 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 it's so hard not to go, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I'm going. Especially, especially, I got to get done. Especially when, you, when you're, you have a personality where I don't like to read books that say the water is beautiful and the flowers around the creek are just everything and the trees. Get me to the fact. And then let's, let's get it solved. So somebody that comes up and talks to me and tells me how pretty everything is and, and then sh- shoots off this road before, and, and I wanna, I'm going to answer their question before. My, my brother-in-law, Chuck, anybody remember Chuck? And they're doing fine, by the way. I talked to him today. But I couldn't get off the phone. And I was thinking about what I was preaching. Yeah, Chuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he tells those crazy jokes that he has. What about, what about Martha and Mary? You talk about getting mad at God. Martha said, if you'd been here, but I, I like what she said. Let me, let me read what she said. She said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Then she says in verse 22, but, but even now I know that whatever you ask God, he will give you. So Martha, who was the complainer in the group, remember when Martha, Mary was at his feet and Martha was in the kitchen and Martha was complaining, Martha, Martha. But Martha's the one that had it together. When you read on down in verse 32, Mary said the same thing, but never completed it. She only said, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And that's all she said. But she's the one that was at his feet. So it's not what you do that gets God to do any different. God's going to do the same good thing for you as he is for me. God's, God's purpose for your life is to fill you so full that you ooze over to everybody else. He wants to give you. He wants to give you. He wants to give you. And when we, we walk in condemnation, we don't receive that. We receive condemnation. But he, he wants to bless everybody in here more than we ever could imagine. He says that. John 10, 10. I come to give you more than you could even handle. Why don't we come to the place when things get slow and maybe even a dry spell in our lives spiritually? Don't get mad. Just ask God what's going on, God. I'm a, I, I, I know I don't feel quite right, but just tell me. You have to be patient through those dry times. And then pretty soon you'll come through it and you'll see what he's been doing. That's in everything we do. You'll see what he's doing. You'll, you say, but, 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 I, but I've been waiting for years. Joseph waited for, was it 12, 12, 13 years he was waiting on God? But he seemed to have it pretty good. He took care of it. See, God is using everything, every hard place, every situation in your life, if you'll let him. He's going to do it anyway. See, it, we think, oh, I've got to do this and do this so God can do this. God, God is going to get the job done. If the, the leadership and I had not have started this church, he would have started this church with somebody else because he had a plan to put this church in Chester. Been here 32 years, Doc? Something like that? I mean, 32 years and 20 years of the coal mines. What am I doing, Doc? Work. I, I would be 
crazy without it. But I'm impatient too, like you all are. But I've got to come to that place always and say, okay. Every night when I lay down, Lord, you know I don't like this loneliness. And I'll hear Teddy over there go, uh, uh. And I said, no, that don't get it, God. I love that little dog, but that don't get it. And I'm not after sexual stuff. I'm just after somebody to, to spend time with. And he knows that. So I can't be impatient. I've got to go, but my love is for you. And whatever you got, I'm okay with. And just that quick, I'm okay. Are you following me? This is everything in our lives. If it's not going your way, think about who's not getting their way. You're not. And that's what bothers us. So we've got to come to a place, well, I'm not getting my way, so I'm just going to humble myself and just give it away. Okay, you can have it. God's got it anyway. He'll take care of whatever he needs to take care of. And you find the peace that you've never had before, and you live in that place of knowing. See, he touches places that we're blind to. He works on us always. But so much time, when you go through those times of impatientness, during that time that you're being patient, he's doing things that you don't even see. He pulls the blinders back in your life that you didn't even know you had because we've all got those things. And he's touching us. See, faith is trusting. He always has us, folks, and he will always bring us through it. Let me read 2 Corinthians 6, 4, and then we're going we're to close tonight. But in all things, listen to this. They're talking to the church in, in Karna, 2 Corinthians 6, 4. He says, but in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulation, in needs, in distress, in stripes, in sleepless nights, in fasting. And then if you go on to the next verses, it goes on and goes on and goes on. But then in the midst of it, it starts showing the positive side. Because I was patient, now I get this, now I get this, now I get this, now I get this. God wants us to just relax and enjoy. Can I say that again? Relax and enjoy and watch what God does in your lives. I think many times I have, I have blocked what he wants to get done and made my season that I was in longer than it should have been. Now, God already knew that, but still... I wouldn't have had to have been that long in that season if I just would have said, whatever you want. If this is where you want me to stay, that's cool. I'll never forget the first place I ministered to in the church in Sparta. Had a youth group of about 45, 50 kids. Me and Connie had them all. And I said, if this is what you want, God, this is, I'll stay right here. I don't, I, but until I got to that, that's where I stayed. Because after a while, you get pretty tired of 35, 40 kids and almost burned the building down, the list of stuff that went on, just crazy. But when you said, okay, God, I, th I thought that you'd call me to be a pastor, but if I'm just pastor over these little kids, then that's cool. It wasn't two, three weeks later, things changed just like that. You say, well, did, 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 no. He does everything, folks. We just have to sit back and quit trying to get into works on what we think he wants. We just have to do what we feel led to do and then the next day do the same thing. Just keep doing the same thing until he tells you to do something else and trust God. Let's stand up. We might get a few minute head start on the hot dogs. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we, 
we know that patience is something that you've given us. We in ourselves really can't do it, but we know that you can do it through us. And we can trust in you when we ask you for something like that. Your, your, your response is, well, I've already given you everything in the area of patience that you need. Just trust me. And just walk through this that you're going through, trusting me. So, Father, we thank you that whatever's going on with people out here that are listening right now, whatever's taking place that seems to be taking forever, whatever relationship seems to be not working right, Father, we trust in you that we just give it to you and not try to change that person or that situation ourselves, but just let you have it and let you do it and let you do the work in them as well as in ourselves. Because, Father, bottom line, it's probably us that needs to change and not the other person. We thank you. We give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Lord, bless this food to our body in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>